0: What a week this has been. Of course, the district council elections the other day. Um, but but surely the citizens of a democracy have the right to know. No, they have the right to be ignorant. Knowledge only means complicity and guilt. Ignorance has a certain dignity. Steve Fiennes, good morning.
1: Were you just reading government announcements? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: wondering. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I was reading from our favourite. Uh, our favourite, which you have to come back to time and time again.
1: Well, let's do that. Um, but before we go there, I, I just want to point out... And this is to do with the elections, actually. Yep. And we can talk more about the elections later. But this is about um, the government yet again assiduously watching reruns of Yes Minister... Bingo! <laughs> ...to get ideas for how to conduct we the governance this. of Hong Kong. Yeah. Now, for non-British listeners who haven't... Um, aren't familiar with Yes Minister, I should point out it was the seminal and most brilliant satire show of the relationship between government ministers and the civil service and generally on how the country was run. Here's one for you, Steve. Go on.
0: Jim, the minister says what 's the difference And uh, his assistant says, "Well, Minister, under consideration means we 've lost the file under active consideration means we 're trying to find it
1: and it goes on <laughs> and it goes on well, one of the famous episodes of of, of yes Minister has um, the the permanent secretary um, telling the minister how to handle people who who who, who are sort of likely to, to, to cause problems Long and uh, and, you know, stir up things. Yeah. So in the wake of the elections where a number of what I believe are called young people were elected, most of whom, in fact, all of whom, are not supporters of the government, the, the, the administration comes up with this brilliant idea, again taken from Yes Minister. So um, in the in the t- TV series, he says, what do you need to do, Minister, is... The best way to shut them up is you put them on committees. In fact, put them on as many committees as possible. It keeps them very busy, and it gives them free cups of tea and all sorts of things, and you won't hear a peep out of them afterwards. So what is it the government's come up with? Put them on committees. Put them on committees. <laughs> Give them cups of tea and you won't hear a peep out of them. So the great response of, of, of my very most favourite person in Hong Kong, see si who after elections was to say well uh, we hear this that, that there's quite a lot of these young radical type of people I welcome their participation radical, Had more radical monday evenings <laughs> I welcome their participation in, 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 in government consultative committees. Yeah. Now, this, of course, is a big blow for Leung Chi hung who's on every single committee known to person kind. So he may have to, you know, relinquish one of his 532 posts. And indeed, it may come as a blow for some of the other people who are... because it's all the same people on all the same committees. And then you may say... And only a vulgar person would point this out... Well, that's all very interesting, and it's very nice that all these people are on these committees, but what do they actually do? Does anything they recommend actually make a difference? Well, I can tell you how it works, and and this is as a result of long and intensive academic study conducted over a period of three seconds. If if the committee agrees with what the government proposes, it's adopted. If the committee proposes something the government hasn't proposed, it's not adopted. let me think how complicated that is. But there's always another meeting. Is. Oh no There's but, always next week. No, you're... Phil, well, you're so naive. Oh. It's not <laughs> only another meeting. You can always have another committee. You see, if you've got a stalemate in one committee, the solution is to set up either a subcommittee or a working party, possibly a working party and a subcommittee, as you have with the, with the, the water scandal. You see, the water scandal has only so far spawned three committees... And who thinks three committees are enough to deal with this? I mm. personally think it's totally inadequate. I think we need at least 16. But that's just a rough estimate. It could be brought down to 15 or seasonally adjusted down to 14. Mm. The fact of the matter is that if there is a problem, no problem is too big for those not guys, to just have a committee not to deal with it. You're quite right. I mean, as far as the water
0: thingy is concerned, I think putting more committees is good. They just need to solder on.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. I am going to shoot you towards the end of the programme. but you, Steve. But, but don't... <laughs> Don't let that worry anybody. And, and so you've got this this really bonkers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and 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 most people take it seriously. They go, oh, well, that's a very good idea. CY Long is going to put these young people on committees. Oh, bosh! Gosh, I'm going to um, polish my cups of tea. But our, uh, I mean, it's a lovely idea on paper. Yep, but they have exactly. to agree. I mean, they have to. Don't they have to say, "I'd like to be on the committee"? Well, I think they have to apply. You see, there's such that there's a register. Ah, which well, you know a, what that means. Ah, yes, there's a register. So you know, I'm very interested in, let, let's say, housing, and uh, I really feel that there's a problem with the housing system. Well, that's terribly interesting. But I think the committee that's really suitable for you is the one that's looking at the future of light bulbs. And I think if you could just spend three years on the light bulbs committee, maybe you could go on the the, the housing committee, which, after all, is very complicated. There's lots of conflicting issues.
0: Let's just take apart... Our guys wrote about this in the news a couple of days ago. So, the first paragraph, Chief Executive said on Tuesday, invite newly elected young district councillors <coughs> uh, as well as young district
1: councillors, uh, young candidates who, who lost, didn't, blood, who, who didn't, didn't. right? Because right. you've got, yeah, the, incidentally, brackets, that means the members of the DAB who didn't get elected, unbracket. yes?
0: So, speaking ahead of the weekly council meeting, they could work together and serve the community and help represent the views of the younger generation. Does that tell you that these fellows don't really understand the rules of the younger generation as
1: it stands? Well, I think it's just, you know, I've got to say something, because remember, let's just, just, just reel back a bit. Remember what the whole dialogue of CY Leung and his boys was? When the people have a chance to express their views on the Occupy campaign and the democracy movement at the district council elections, they will give these people a thrashing. That's what they said. They said they they will come out and vote and they'll give these people a thrashing. It didn't happen. In fact, the only group that lost seats en masse were the pro government camp. No they, they still not, did rather well. They still did very well. And remember, of course, a lot of those seats are in rural areas that aren't contested, and they did have about just happened times to be. more money than everybody and, else. And coincidentally a lot of lunches just happened to be going on that day. That was a staggering coincidence. Massive coincidence, wasn't it? yeah. And, and then there were the free buses. But no, we, we shan't go into any of that because that's all, you know, part of the part of the game. But the fact of the matter is that the whole Picture that they presented was, you know, the real public of Hong Kong, when they get a chance to vote, they're really going to give these people a kick up the backside. The reality is that not only did the um, Democratic camp do relatively well, but, and this is really interesting, the parts of the Democratic camp that were most closely associated with the localist movement, the part of the Democrats that they hate and fear most, did better than most. Mm. Explain that. See why. I think a lot of it your is boys. a lot of it is relevant, relative to the
0: certain areas, the certain behaviour of punters. Some of it is
1: to do with, with with local issues, but I think that they're trying to depoliticise it now. Having said, this is a great political opportunity to give the Democrats a kick in the backside. They're going saying, "My goodness me, how could you say elections were about politics? No, 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 no. It's all about drains." Well, the funny thing is that. It, it, in some constituencies it was about drains. And the Democrats And the stuff that goes through them. And the stuff that goes through them. The Democrats who were responsible for exposing the water leak scandal staggeringly did rather badly in the areas... That is true. ...where the scandal was exposed. So I think the conclusion that a sensible person will draw is that actually this election was mainly about politics. And goodness knows, that's what it says on the label. Elections are about politics. Elizabeth Quack who failed to be elected and whose name, unfortunately... All right, moving <laughs> on. ..rhymes with another word, um, said, ''Oh, it's terrible, these elections have become politicized she, she says, as a member of a political party, just having contested an election, ''Boy, oh, boy, boy, oh, boy.'' Shall we start from right at the beginning as to what elections are about?
0: Wasn't she one of the ones where they were having a big hoo-ha outside her office and popping champagne?
1: No, I think that was a, a, a very esteemed colleague of hers. Um, I
0: thought I thought it was her too.
1: Oh, maybe. Really, maybe. because...
0: Um, and then, oh, she never came down to see us anyway. And then the reason was something like, oh, well, you know, Occupy. Oh,
1: I or something was, like that. I thought that, it was whatever. due
0: with a hair appointment, but, but I could be But wrong. this is true, you know, people aren't stupid. they They want to know the bloke or the lady in charge yeah. and they want him to come down and say you know there's a crack in my pavement but apparently you have to say they haven't something been
1: about the DAB because at the local level a lot of those DAB councillors are in fact very hard-working oh yeah and, and are very visible so you know I see no problem with them reaping the reward of their labor um you know they and then th- and then and <laughs> then Steve and then up in Potful Lamb, <laughs> There's one character who's
0: dancing around the streets, going ah oh, yeah ah oh, yeah ah oh, yeah. do that mean a, a person originally of <laughs> Dutch
1: nationality, by any chance? You, do hear you? Those, you hear those of his clogs going up and down, yeah. pop through Lamb High Street, yeah. well, like the there's ex- no tomorrow. Well, the ex-Dutch, Paul Zimmern did very well in in the election. And the, the interesting thing was his opponent kept harping on about, you know, how, oh, he doesn't live in the area. He's, no, no, he's no, possible. cut to the chase, baby. Well, he, he didn't quite say the the, 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 the... the G word. The G word. But but the fact of the matter is that actually he doesn't live in the area either. I mean, it's, these people are not very bright. They're really not. I know his daddy was was a member of LegCo and, and therefore... by by the right of succession, he should become a member of LegCo himself. But he's got to try a bit harder. If I was doing a report card, I would have to say, bright young man, but should try a bit.
0: Well, it's all done and dusted now, and, um, you know, it kind of worked. It
1: did work, in fact. Well, it worked fantastically in the sense that that the so-called terrible impact of politicisation was to increase the turnout. And anybody who believes in democracy must... Be in favour of more people participating. I think the big,
0: the big thing though is that I think you talking to young people. That's a bit, that's a bit sort of dismissive, anyway. But it's these, a bit but these as kids. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, who you know the, the the new councillors, shall we say? That was the thing to take note of here. Well, that
1: was very interesting. I mean, it's estimated that eight of the winning. um uh, District councillors were so-called umbrella soldiers, in other words, people drawn into the movement as a result of the umbrella movement. Uh, sorry, drawn into the election as a result of the umbrella movement. If you add to that um, other new councillors from, for example, the neo Democrats who did, yeah, the neo Democrats who did particularly well in this election. Oh, all but one of their candidates failed to be elected. Mm. Sorry, succeeded in being elected. Only one failed to be elected. You know, you, you, you've got a, a substantial new force in district councils. Now, by and large, the district councils are powerless. And by and large, it's very hard for them to actually do anything other than very minor le- local area works. But it is part of the political process. It is. And there is a forthcoming um, chief executive non-election, so people won't be able to. It's like now. the Ledgeco crash. <laughs> you could put it that way. Well, look fact, out you, in a couple of years. The most democratic systems, that that I'm familiar Town with. Town councils. Did you did you start... ever sit
0: on one when you were doing your? No, when I you unfortunately, were, didn't. You know, Brothers. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes, I was. I. I. I, I I did vaguely have the political bug for a while, and then I saw it close up, and I realised that even I wasn't stupid enough to It's do a lot that. of hard work it's at that, a lot at that low level. It's a lot but of hard it is work. The, it, is, it is indeed the nursery for national politics. So or this could, this could regional be. regional politics, in yeah. Well, this terms. could be the reason
0: why the people in these various places were ticked off that their previous district councillors weren't coming down to say hello, because that's.
1: Well, there's that, and, but I, I still think the big picture is the picture to focus on, which is. People aren't stupid, they know it's in elections, you make a political choice, and most people were doing precisely that. All right, then. Moving on. Moving on. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering... (laughs) I've got to laugh, because this this, this is Hong Kong that's trying to grab world headlines for being the most culturally insensitive place on Earth. So after the triumph of the MTR in in banning cello players from travelling on the railways, you've got in Central... You can't make this stuff up. There was an Arthur Gormley statue Anthony. put on a pavement. Arthur's his dad. <laughs> put on a pavement in Central. It's what us common people call a work of art. art. The transport department instantly erects a barrier around it on health and safety it wasn't, grounds. It wasn't holding a cello, was it? I don't think it was quite... <laughs> no, no. I think you go too far, as usual. It wasn't that bad. But there apparently was a complaint made to the highways department. The highways department informed the transport department. The transport department acted very promptly and put a barrier around the statue on the grounds. Which is great, because it draws attention to it even more. Well, it drew attention to it even more, so that is great. But on the grounds that the average person... Walking in Central might run into this statue. They just might just remember what the habit is these days when walking in the street. No, no, sorry, that's completely wrong. Those people all run into me. That's why I go to Central. (laughs) That's why you get. I go to Central to have people holding their phones run into me. That's that's an entire that that is my purpose. That's what I'm here for. But a very large statue in granite. So you'd have to be how stupid would you have to be not to know that it was a statue? of... How many times a, in your a, life a...
0: have you bumped into a lamppost and well, it makes you look like a complete top hat and, and you do it and you look around and you think nobody's noticed and you've hurt yourself quite badly? Do you know what?
1: I've done you, it. you are referring to perhaps after, moments after <laughs> liquids have been taken. Oh, just any time when, oh, you, really? when you're away oh, that, with... that, That's a worry. That is a worry. I, I, t- it's been done.
0: <laughs> anyway, carry on.
1: But, I mean, I, it's just the sheer stupidity that the reflex action of the bureaucracy here is... If it's a, if it's anything to do with culture, find a way of stopping it happening. I mean, how do these people think? What do they do when they sit behind their musty desks and they say, oh, complaints come in here. Oh, oh, Thunderbirds are go, structure? lads. Oh, I think we can uh, we can put up a barrier and uh, alert the public to the possible dangers of viewing statues on the pedestrian highway. Mm. I mean, God help us. Oh, absolutely, but,
0: I mean... Somebody must have given it... They were talking about this on Backchat this morning. Somebody must have given it permission to be there, otherwise it wouldn't be there. Oh, so no, that well, means that, oh, heads sorry. and tails. Oh, no, no, not that's, m- that's another
1: department. It is, oh, no, that's, that's exactly what department. I'm getting at. That's, that's a completely another department. I mean, you know, if you can't distinguish between Department A and Department B and the idea that they should talk to each other, but even if it is another department, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's a bureaucratic mix-up. Didn't anybody just take a pause and go, I'll tell you what, Hong Kong doesn't have to be the, the, the world's most idiotic place for doing stupid things towards cultural activity. D- didn't somebody just sit there and go, you know, hang on a minute, maybe we should think about this before we put up the safety barrier? Did it get arrested for loitering with intent? I think that is to come. Charges are pending. Yeah, well, I mean. Although in Hong Kong, as you know, when charges are pending, they can pend for a very long time. Give so, it a year. So it may be quite some while. <laughs> One more before the news. One more before the news. Um, I wonder if we could just talk about um, the TSA vote in Legco very quickly. This is the, um, the so called vote for. Sorry, this is the so called test for very tiny little school children in primary send course, them up the chimney which is supposed to be to assess the performance of the school but has turned out to be yet another bit of pressure Primary three and primary six students do this test. Primary three students don't even, you know, reach up to knee level. Can I chuck one thing being... in before you carry on here? Sidebar: Literally was just exchanging
0: a text with a friend of mine. Hello, what's going on? Taking my kids to kindergarten for interviews
1: this morning. Interviews. I know, they I are know. two. T W O O. Old enough to have a test, <laughs> in yeah. my humble opinion. Yeah. But there you go. But I mean, the point is, there was a vote in Ledgeco yesterday. Um, to say, you know, this test is just ridiculous. It just has to of be stopped it got chucked at out. the primary three level. And, of course, it got chucked out. And the interesting thing is that it was, it was chucked out by all the people who don't have to face election. So in, even on the pro-government side, legislators who actually have to face the electorate realise there is such public unease over this that they couldn't possibly... Go into the chamber and, and and vote in favour of retaining the test. So, if you want to know why the system doesn't work, look at yesterday's events. For a Thursday morning, still here with Steve Vines. Well, we just heard in the news that, and gosh, who, who, who thought this would happen? There'll be yet another delay in the opening of the Hong Kong Macau bridge to 2017. And I think, um, can I predict here and now that that delay will be pushed back even further? and I don't expect to get a prize for that, because it's too, it's too obvious. But the reason for this is... Well, one of the reasons is an absolute cracker.
0: Go on. Well, the, their blokes and it, our blokes and... Yeah.
1: ..never well, the twain... Well, they might mean. Well, that's... That, but, that, now, but that's what I wanted to come on to, because the, the thing which I don't think has had enough publicity, because it is extremely serious, is the proposal that there will now be Chinese immigration officers... And other security officials posted in the um, West Kowloon terminal, which would be the terminal for this bridge. And the, the grounds that are given by Rimsky-Korsakov's uh, youngest brother and Evil minister twin. for occasional acts of security and law and order, he says... No, sorry, he's, he's, the, he's the secretary for sort of justice, isn't he? I've got that completely wrong, and I do apologise, Rimsky. I'm thinking of your brother. Sorry about that. Anyway, thing is, he says, oh, oh, the reason why we have to have this is for the convenience of passengers. Now, Rimsky, Which ones? Well, Never
0: mind, I'll shut up. You, well, you, well you...
1: no, no, but Rimsky, Rimsky, my friend, did you know that there is a through train to Hong Kong it's in operation. You get on the train at Hung Hom and you go all the way through to Guangzhou. I don't know whether you know that. Everybody else in Hong Kong knows that. And guess what? Passengers aren't inconvenienced. They are already using this service without the inconvenience that apparently is going to ensue. So what has changed in the 18 years since the handover and the longer period since this particular railway has been operating a through train? What has changed has been the political atmosphere And what has also changed has been this absolute determination from Beijing, aided and abetted by what's-his-name, who apparently is the chief executive of Hong Kong, but actually is just a sort of messenger boy, to say, you know all those things we said about autonomy? You're having a laugh. We're just not having it. Now, in this particular case, and and I'm sorry, any listeners who are bored, you know, now would be the time to switch off your radios, but in... In the past, every time something crops up, C.Y. Long says... Don't tell that. Oh, well, oh sorry, pardon, I don't mean it, don't mean it. That was just just a joke. ribaldry, folks. It'd just be me and you listening <laughs> yeah, to each Yeah, team. I know. Um, but in the past, every time anything crops up, C.Y. Long says, oh, it's in the Basic Law. Well, C.Y., read the Basic Law. Read Article 2, which sets out the whole basis of the Basic Law, which is about autonomy. Read Articles 18, read Articles 23... No, no, 22... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember all these things without the benefit of a script. But the fact of the matter is, in the basic law, it is clear as the nose on your face. First of all, Hong Kong has control over its immigration and customs I remember laws. that bit, actually. The reason you know this, because in Annex 3, you have detailed which national laws apply to Hong Kong. It don't mention any of those things. In other parts of the basic law, particularly those concerning law and order, it's made quite clear that um, the, only security part, the only part of the national security apparatus, which is the National People's Army, which is allowed under the basic law to be stationed in Hong Kong, it actually says, just read, read the relevant clause, it says it is not allowed to perform any internal policing duties in Hong Kong. All the way through the basic law, the point is stressed that there is this very clear distinction between what is national law, what are the role of the national authorities and what are the role of the local authorities. And when you say in this blatant way that that is all to be ignored and, oh, well, it doesn't matter because there's, there's, there's issues of passenger convenience, you can suddenly tear up the constitution of Hong Kong and allow mainland security officials to operate within the territory of the SAR, you're saying something which can only be described as another way of putting a nail in the coffin of of one country, two systems. And people go, oh, well, we know that. Well, the problem is we do know that, but people are beginning to accept it. You know, They're beginning to say, well, you know, uh, what did you expect? You know, the basic law may say something, the joint declaration may say something, but what do you expect, you know... It's just going to be one country, one system, and, and live with it and shut up. Kind that of is what they want.
0: Somewhere in there, no matter how minuscule and microscopic or atomic-sized, there's bound to be a loophole.
1: Well, the, the, the loophole always is the one which they cite. So every time pants get, you know, drawn down to the ankle, they say, oh, well, <laughs> if you look in the basic law, you will see that the National People's Congress has power of interpretation. And so, if anything happens, which is as blatant as this, in defiance of the um, of the details of the basic law, they say, "Oh, you go to the NPC and they'll interpret it." And uh, I think we know what the outcome will be. Mm. So that's always the get out clause, you know, get out of jail free, <coughs> don't pass go, and certainly don't pay any money to the punters. Mm. Well, this uh, but we- this is a big thing. This is a big thing. I I, I saw one of the most. Um, cringing of, of the pro-government commentators saying, oh, oh, the Democrats must be very careful not to politicise this. Goodness me, not politicise this. This is, a, this is a core issue relating to Hong Kong's autonomy. And it's the silence which is dangerous, it's not the noise which is dangerous. Is this the one where the land is moving? Or
0: is that something else? I think that's something... I don't know. You're no, talking no, about the piling. Whatever, <coughs> sand or...
1: <coughs> No I think that's the actual construction of it this 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 is on land already reclaimed where the where the terminus is going to be I think but it's unstable or say so shift whatever it's only mentally shifting. only yeah. mentally <laughs> only mentally I think physically um, that piece of reclaimed land's all right. no you're talking about the piling of of the well, struts be, for I'm the talking bridge. talking about any number of things. Well, you could be, you could be, because I mean, uh, as we heard on the news, but but a few moments ago, um, the project is yet again delayed. The cost has gone up, etc., etc., etc. And and I heard, and it must be true because I heard it on RTHK. Somebody saying today, mm. see, there's what. That's where you listen for the truth, mm. folks. Um, say, oh, and and they still haven't sorted out who's going to be able to use this bridge. This is a theme which I Well, who's supposed to
0: be using it, for for starters? We don't...
1: We we just don't know. I mean, it was presented as, oh, this convenient way to go to the mainland, but... It's a bridge, for God's sake. It's not the TARDIS. As I keep mentioning on this programme, nobody can drive into the mainland unless you've got mainland... As matters stand, unless you've got mainland registration for your vehicle. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Mr Chan sitting in Wang Tai Sin and you think, I tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll have a day out in in Guangzhou, we get to the bridge and they go, where are your mainland plates? F off. Yeah. You're not not invited to, to join the bridge. So the fact of the matter is, from the Hong Kong side, nobody can go unless they've got the plates. From the Chinese side, nobody can go full stop because no Chinese vehicle is allowed into Hong Kong full stop. So... We still haven't They're solved... the other way round, aren't they? Yeah. Well, well. There's the other, There's the question of, of driving on the wrong side. But unless they've got Hong Kong license plates, which are almost impossible to obtain for a mainland registered vehicle, uh, I say almost impossible because I understand that there are a few around and they may just belong to people connected with the party. But big, big black people movers. Yes, they may have tinted windows. The only place but... I
0: can think of where they've got. Burma, right? They have the... Like, is it right-handled or left Either way, whatever channel they have to go down the road, they've got the wheel on that side. Yes,
1: yes. Well, Burma has many things slightly confused. not it? The legacy of Ne Win in, 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 among other things, changing the currency to uneven denominations was Nine. also interesting. Because of his witch doctor or something, yes, wasn't something it? like that. Alright, let's move on for a couple of minutes. Um, I just
0: want to say hi to Bob because he sent us an email. It's not something Steve really wants to get into this morning. Director of Controversial Confucius Institute recommended as Hong Kong Institute of Education Deputy Head. And then he asks, isn't the HK Ed up for upgrading to a university? This is something that's going to grow, but, it but is, Bob it just is. says, Another uh, academic appointment controversy
1: in the making, question mark. That's what he said. Well, I, I, I think it's now clear what's happening in, in the controlling heights of Hong Kong universities. I don't it's think very subtle, it's is it? It's not subtle. It's not subtle. What do, you, what do you want to wrap up with? Well, you? I was just... Um, I, I, I thank a colleague from this wonderful station for bringing to our attention the latest from the Orwellian Ministry uh, Media Development Authority of Singapore. Which, to great enthusiasm, has unveiled a lifting of a ban on 240 publications after a routine review, says the Straits Times. That's cool. I like. I like a routine review of a Wednesday or a Thursday. One of the publications that's going to be removed is Leg Watcher's Special Number One. Oh, now um, that was added to the list in 1966, but oh, saucy. But one of the problems with it is Leg Watcher's special number one uh, is defunct. So, and it's all about pianos. And p- pianos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you, the, the sad people who are still reading Playboy, Mayfair, and Men Only, uh, that, that's still subject to a ban. If you're a Jehovah's Witness, you won't be able to get Watchtower. But you know, we're, we're all being very brave. We'll, we'll we'll struggle on without those publications. Nice
0: one, Steve. We'll talk next week at the same time.
1: Close.